And we are recording. <laughs> no music, right? Yep, no music. Okay. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show without Tom Bernard. <laughs> He's finally getting his physical, like a real one. Uh, what? Like a this real is like third physical. One in a no, week. this is like a real physical. Oh my gosh. The, I thought the other one was a real physical. Give me a physical. clean bill of health. This one, they're probably dry yeah. blood. Yeah, not. I talked to Ralph, and he said I look great. Yeah. No, he's. I just. I just told him. I said I want you to go and have a real physical. I mean, you know, guys mm-hmm. don't do that. But every fifteen years, I, I mean, I'm just as bad. I haven't done it either. <laughs> <laughs> guys, in a million years. Men. But usually, women are much better about that stuff. Yeah, I go. I'm every terrible. Year, every year, get my unless eyes I have a checked, problem, I don't my everything go. checked. Do you really? Every time. Mm, yep. Not me. I just. You don't should like do that. Going to the doctor. Is our guest on the line? Yes. Yep. She's oh, ready to go. We so. have a guest, Betty Maxwell. No, oh, we didn't do introduction. Oh, no, well, us. everybody knows who we are. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we'll, do be, it again? we'll be back. We'll yes, be back. We'll be back <laughs> with Betty Maxwell. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Care? it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. nice theme song for Betty Maxwell. Hi, Betty, are you with us? Hi, yes, I'm here. Hi. Uh, apparently you wrote a book called Miss Unlikely, From Farm Girl to Miss America. So we're speaking to a former Miss America. 
That is true. I did. And here I am. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I don't think I've ever spoken to a Miss America before. I'm impressed. Well, yay. I'm so glad to be your first. So you, you grew up in a double wide trailer on a farm in Georgia and you won the 2016 Miss America pageant. Now, how did you do that? Well, it's a long story. That's why I had to write a book about it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I grew up on a farm out in rural middle Georgia, and um, I de- didn't start competing in pageants actually until I was about 19 years old um, and a freshman in college. So the pageant part of my life didn't start till much later than it's most pageant girls. It's not. I don't have a typical pageant girl story whatsoever um i i loved my life out on the farm um i didn't have a typical childhood either you know i didn't grow up in the suburbs um whenever my friends came out to our house they were like wow like you know we live out in the middle of nowhere on like 675 acres so it was always really cool i I loved living out on the farm yeah I'm, i'm sure there was a big culture shock going from growing up on a large farm to becoming a pageant contestant right Absolutely. And I mean, my parents never, you know, kept me from the city. We always, my parents had their own physical therapy practice um, in the nearby town of Warner Robins. But, um, and we did lots and lots of traveling, but I I loved and appreciated my life out on the farm. And that's what I, of course, talk about a lot in my book is how that really structured my entire life and and made me into the the person that I am today. And I think it is what made me a, a, a much different and more fresh Miss America because I, I didn't grow up as a pageant girl. I, I was different and I had a fresh perspective um, and something new to bring to the table. And hopefully w- w- my goal was to be a more relatable Miss America. And um, that was that was my mantra throughout my entire year. Okay, so I'm not really all that familiar with the pageant world, but um, reading your bio here, it says, Betty began her year of service. So that's as Miss America? Yes. So the job of Miss America, it is first and foremost a job. Um, I worked pretty much, I think I worked about 350 days out of the entire year, 365. Um, I went home just a handful of times. I lived in hotel rooms the entire year um, out of two suitcases. Um, I traveled about 20,000 miles per month. Um, I was all over the country and abroad. I got to do a USO tour to eight different countries where I got to perform. I'm a singer and an actress, so I got to sing and perform for our troops, our men and women deployed, which was absolutely incredible. And um, I was the National Goodwill Ambassador for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals as Miss America. So it really is a year of service, um, and it is a job. Um, you're constantly on. You do. I did my own hair and makeup for the whole year. It's not like this glamorous job where someone is pampering you the whole year. I mean, I had to get up early every morning, do my hair, do my face, put oh, my crown on. You're shattering on my America illusions. You're shattering my <laughs> illusions. I thought for sure you'd have a, you know, like a movie star trailer and yeah. all kinds of people. Oh, no. Costumes. Oh, no. no? I, I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to read my book now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like so a excited. lot of work. <laughs> It sounds like a ton of work. So what what are the upsides? Uh, I mean, obviously there's upside because you got to do this year of service and travel all over the place and meet amazing people and do such a wonderful job for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, what what other upsides are there to being crowned Miss America? Well, um, so the winner of Miss America receives a $50,000 scholarship. So that it is a scholarship organization. So the women competing are you know, in it to further their educations, but also the being Miss America 
it's an almost 100-year-old pageant, and the job of Miss America is to be a role model, is to advocate, is to do service throughout her year. She's a motivational speaker, performer. She's the whole package. That's what makes her Miss America. Mm-hmm. So there are so many upsides and, you know, positives to being Miss America. I mean, just getting to walk around with that crown on and, you know, be that, I don't, I don't know, it, it it's like when you walk into a child's hospital room working for Children's Miracle Network and the kids just look up at you in awe because you've got that crown on your head and, mm. and you're Miss America. I mean, it just it it's a it's a responsibility, but it's also such a gift to be able to wear that crown and have that title for a year because you bring so much joy into people's lives. You touch so many people and inspire so many people. And um, that honestly is the biggest gift of, of being Miss America for sure is, is um, the opportunities to inspire and touch different people's lives. So I see also on your bio um, that you offer wisdom on in, in your book, I'm assuming, on school, boys, self-esteem, choices, disappointments, insecurities, mentors, cyber bullies, and more. It, that must be one of the downsides of being Miss America is the, is the cyber world, I'm guessing. That's definitely one of the biggest downsides. And I, but I think, I mean, that doesn't just come with being Miss America. It comes with any sort of celebrity status job. But in the pageant community, obviously the trolls can be a lot worse. Um, The pageant community, you know, the stereotype really doesn't hold up when you're talking about pageant girls. You know, they're, they're not catty. They're not airheaded. They're the most brilliant women I've ever met, to be honest. And their hearts are just all about service and giving back. But the pageant community, the people who love pageantry and who, you know, make it their lives to to pay attention to these pageants and these girls and to coach them and train them. And and they're so invested. And, you know, the the angry moms and the the haters, the people who are mad that you won, those are the people who who hold up that stereotype of the meanness and the cattiness and the trying to tear you down throughout your entire year. I mean, that was very difficult and definitely threw me into the depths of depression a lot during my year because being Miss America, it, I think any former Miss America will tell you that it is the loneliest job. Um, it is just you and your tour manager the entire year. You don't get to go home. You don't get to see your family. You mm. don't get to see your friends. God forbid you should have a boyfriend because they want to keep you as far away from him as possible. Um, so it is very, very isolated. And you just go back to your hotel room in a different city every single night by yourself eating room service food. So it is very easy to get depressed doing this job. You're so lonely, so isolated and every day expected to be perfect. And that is very hard. And and that was one of the most difficult things to get through during my year. Sure. You have to you have to put a smile on no matter how you're feeling. Absolutely, and be on your A game constantly. I mean, I've been a, I've been a victim of some cyberbullying, and it's I mean on much tinier, teensy weensy scale compared to you, <laughs> and it's horrible. Well, it's, it's yeah, absolutely it, it doesn't matter. Horrible, even if you know that these it, people exactly. are coming from a they're either from a crazy place or from maybe a person that wanted another person to win, so they're being mean exactly. to you. So, I mean, even if you know what their motives are, it still is a terrible feeling to have people saying horrible things about you on social media. Right. The other thing is, they come to your page to say mean things. <laughs> and, and, you know, when you're Miss America, the, the, the pageant community has these anonymous online chat boards where oh. they all go to discuss Miss America, local pageants, state pageants, and they just, they can talk anonymously. 
And so uh. obviously they say the most horrid things. And all these young girls, these young pageant girls who are just trying to, you know, literally become better versions of themselves, help their community and be role models. You know, they're just these these girls competing in the Miss America system. They're the best type of young women and they're just they're incredible really and the fact that they're out there trying to do so much good and be so good and and have these people that are probably much older than them sitting there behind a screen tearing them down I mean it's just awful it is I wish people would just grow up and stuff <laughs> just yeah you just it's you know terrible. just grow up and but I mean and I, I always talk about you know there will always be bad people out there and there's just nothing you can do about it so the best thing to do is to worry about yourself and not let it get to you. You know, there, there will always be bad people in this world. And that's something I talk about in my book at length and, and, you know, how I did move past the cyberbullying and how I did, you know, get out of any sort of depression I was dealing with. And most of that was through my faith, but support of my family and my friends and just having self-confidence in myself to know that the things that people are saying aren't true. They don't know right. me. They don't know my heart and my soul. I know myself. Right. And you just have to really keep that in mind. And of course I, I talk about that in depth in my book. That's that's a really good message, and that's really good for girls to hear because I, I understand that girls are being, you know, can be bullied on Facebook, and I guess girls today in high school aren't really on Facebook anymore. They're no, on Facebook Snapchat or something. Instagram. 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 <laughs> They're all on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Is it, is it harder to bully somebody on Instagram, Alex? Oh, no. It's, no, you, yeah, you, know, you it's, just it's easy. write a comment and say oh, how terrible okay. they are. and oh. It's just a grand old time for them, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, I guess yeah. there's always going to be mean girls. But, yeah, I, I mean, suicide is up with girls just because they're being bullied on social media. So your message is important and very timely, I think. Absolutely. I agree. In this day of technology and social media, the conversation about cyberbullying needs to be talked about. And I, and I think that... That's the whole point of my book is is to share my experiences, to share, to be very, very vulnerable and sharing my successes and my failures, my struggles in life from basically birth to present day and hoping that 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 through that vulnerability that I'll be able to reach these young people and be able to make them feel more confident in themselves to see that a, a former Miss America went through all of the same things that the kids deal with on a daily basis. It just it never gets talked about because it is so every day. And so it was really important to me to talk about that in my book, the everyday problems that kids deal with. Yeah, I think that's an important message to keep out there because I know a few years ago everybody was talking about cyberbullying. It was a big topic. Lots of people were um, writing books and and many motivational speakers were going around in schools and talking about it and then it kind of just fizzled out and it's like that it it hasn't stopped the cyberbullying hasn't stopped so oh no and it it will never stop yeah it's important i think i think instead of focusing on trying to stop the bullies we need to start focusing more on trying to help the victims and trying to make them stronger so that you know the bullies don't have anyone to pick on and and when they do it doesn't hurt them as much you know because we're, we're working on making them stronger. Like, there's no way we can stop the bullies. They, they're always going to be there, sadly. Well, I see why you're a motivational speaker. You've got me fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so you're a singer. What's your, you. what's your genre? What do you sing? Um, I'm sorry. Did you say about singing? Yeah. What kind of singing do you do? Is it gospel, so, pop? Um, I actually... 
I sing all genres. Um, I have a country music album that's available on iTunes and Spotify, but I, I love singing Broadway, um, Broadway music. I love pop music, and I actually sing. I'm a classically trained opera singer as well, so I sang wow. opera at the Miss America pageant, and I actually won the talent award at Miss America. So that was really cool. And um, my career goals have always been to be a singer and an actress. And um, so right after my year as Miss America, I released my country music album. And um, now I'm living in I moved to Nashville to do that. And now I'm living in Atlanta where I'm signed with an acting agency and modeling agency here. So I'm working on that as well, along with releasing my book and, um, of course, being a motivational speaker. And I'm doing some pageant consult- consulting now to help girls. And um, I'm also an, a makeup artist. <laughs> wow, you're a busy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stay pretty busy. How how did you get classical opera training on a farm in Georgia? <laughs> so um, I've, I've been singing since the age of three, and when my parents realized that I had such a voice, um, such a big voice, they decided that they wanted to put me in voice lessons, but they didn't want to do it too soon. They wanted to wait till I was a little bit older. So when I was 14, I was in eighth grade and my parents um, decided to let me audition for this voice teacher at a local college, um, Wesleyan College in Macon, Georgia. And I auditioned at, as a 14 year old and the head of their vocal department took me on as um, a student. And so I started taking classical voice lessons from age 14 through high school. And then of course I was a vocal performance major in college so through college as well betty maxwell no slouch that's what you should put on some (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts i'm just passionate about a lot of things you really are (laughs) it's amazing you have hair hair and makeup tutorials is that pageant driven um you know what i just during my years miss america because i had to do my own hair and makeup every day and i was constantly just by myself um, I was always watching those videos, those makeup tutorials on Instagram, like mm-hmm. all the time. Like those were my favorite things to watch. I could just watch them all day, like on airplanes at the airport. And um, so I, I really started getting into makeup. And so after my year was over, I started creating tutorials of my own. So I'm, I'm self-taught with my hair and makeup, but um, I've just gotten better and better over the years. And I just, I've always loved it. makeup. It's just fun. I just enjoy doing it. So I decided to kind of do that on the side as well. Um, but I don't just do pageant girls. I actually really love doing weddings um, because weddings are super fun and happy. And I, I had so much fun at my wedding. So <laughs> I, I love doing brides and bridesmaids um, wedding makeup. So people can find your um, tutorials on your Instagram? Yes, they're on my Instagram. And then there's some on my YouTube channel as well. And your YouTube channel. Okay, so we need to buy your book, learn how to do hair and makeup on your Instagram. <laughs> Uh, book you for motivational speaking, and then um, <laughs> and then what else? Just anything. What else, just what call else can me you if do? You need us? anything? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just I'm phone call away. Okay, it was great talking to you, Betty. Um, her book is Miss Unlikely from Farm Girl to Miss America. You can get it on Amazon and most likely bookstores. Yes, yes, it's in Barnes and Noble and some other Christian bookstores, but the most. I think the best place to get it is Amazon because um, I, I know it has been sold out a couple Barnes and Nobles, which I am not mad about. Amazing! Well, <laughs> so congratulations. Check out Amazon. Yes, congratulations and good good luck on the book. It sounds really great. You've been a joy thank to talk to. Thank you so to. much. Thank y'all for having me. All right, thank you. We'll be back after these messages. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. 
So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. One little, two little, three little Indians. People have been leaving all day. <laughs> I yeah, know. Nick I know. left. Andy left. Tom's not here. You were late. I was late. Everybody, Cassie and I are the only. Jude's true. here. Committed. Well, like Lloyd's. I said, oh I had gosh. to vacuum my entire house. Here, give that to me. <laughs> give it. <laughs> For some reason, this angle. I thought it worked better. There, there it goes. Go. Okay. All right. Here we go. So we're we're done with guests, and so now we can just have girl talk. Girl talk. Yeah. I I, I, I Betty Maxwell. That's a an interesting thing. I really didn't know. I don't know much about pageants. Mm-hmm. I used to watch them when I was a little girl and think uh, I'm never parading around in a swimsuit like that with high heels on in front of people. It's just nothing I would ever do. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> So you have to have a lot of confidence well, in yourself. Those girls, they're in good shape, that's for sure. And I I mean, I yeah. used to watch the pageants with my mom because I was telling you over the break, my mom was a beautician. And uh, she wanted to know, like, the latest looks, hairstyles, and stuff like that. So she kind of used that as a – because she did a lot of back combing and perms. And, I mean, she she was that kind of beautician. Okay. She, you know, she never really learned how to do foils and stuff like that, like, Okay. hairstyles for today right um because she went to beauty school when they called it beauty school well and she was down south 
Yes. Yeah, I think they still do backcombs. Oh, yeah. She was the queen of backcombing (laughs) and perms. She would give me perms, and I would look like a poodle. Oh, my God, I had perms, too. One time my mother left my perm in too long, and I had a red afro. (laughs) Yeah. It was not pretty. Yep, I had an afro, too, (laughs) and my hair. Oh, dear. Yeah. You're like, and then your hair stunk for like three days. It was just awful. Awful. I hated getting perms. But, yeah, everybody you know. was getting them. Yeah, well, my for mom many years. My mom would try. <laughs> I was kind of her guinea pig. She would try the latest chemicals on me. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't a paid that customer. Might so. be why you have health problems. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Your mother was <laughs> seeping into my skull. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, she went. She, yeah, she was down south, and a lot, a lot of her clientele. I mean, they. It was nice though, because it was good money for her, because they would come back every week to get their hair done, because they would keep the same hairstyle. My mother. When, when she can, goes every Thursday to Rose, mm-hmm. who she will not leave because it's one of the reasons why I don't think she wants to come back to Minnesota because she'd have to leave Rose because Rose <laughs> bakes her things. Oh, okay. She does special things for me. Yeah, she's like, I like coffee cake. Coffee cake, cookies. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is I why know. my, yeah, you can, yeah. yeah, that's how you get a loyal customer is give my mother baked goods. Well, my my mom, I mean, she was committed to her clients. And then when they got to the age where they had to go into a nursing home or they were homebound, she would go to their home. She would go to the nursing home to do their oh, hair. Oh, that's sweet. Um, you know, and then, of course, when they would pass away, they, the family would ask my mom to come and do their hair for the viewing Aww. because she was the only one that did their hair for 30 years. Oh, yeah. Um, I get it. So how do you do what? I asked my mom. <laughs> I was like, how do you do that? She's like, I just pretend they're sitting in my chair and I just talk to them. So do you? Yeah, whatever. Did they put them in a chair? No, they have, <laughs> they have them on a table kind of okay. thing, and they have their head kind of uh. lifted up. Okay. And that's where they do, you know, they dress the body, they put the makeup on, they do the hair, and then they put them in the casket. I've always wondered, but I just remember, didn't want to know. That wouldn't bother me at all. No? I don't think it would bother me. Well, she me. told me, she's like, you got to be careful. You don't, like, press on their skin or anything because yeah, you can they leave can dents. Dent, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't bother me. I just remember going to an open casket wake once. Yeah, and, it's a Catholic thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was for Vicky, who never wore makeup in her life. And she was in this casket and had just so much makeup on. And I remember like going into the bathroom and just crying. Because like, she looks look nothing like, like her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand needing to put some makeup on to, you know, make them not look gray yeah, and whatever. Not red, red rouge <laughs> on somebody yeah, that never wore like, makeup. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. I have um, a friend of ours. His, I don't know if it was his aunt or it was somebody in his family. Apparently, she always wore false eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Like, always called, always. And they called her Sounds Lashes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. That was her nickname because she always wore them. Yeah. Okay, so apparently she passed on and he went to see her uh-huh. and she didn't have her lashes on. Oh, no. He actually went and bought eyelashes at this at the drugstore and brought them back in and said you have to put these lashes on. she wouldn't be caught dead yeah. without those lashes yeah. on. I'm to haunt you if you don't put those <laughs> lashes on yeah yeah she, can you imagine if I you wore it. them every day of your life and then yeah 
the last time people see you, you're not wearing them. It's like your signature thing. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, you have to have lashes when your name is Lashes. I know. Absolutely. When we saw my grandma, when my grandma passed away, I wanted to put her glasses on her so bad, but they wouldn't. They didn't have her glasses on her. No, that's weird. I know. I'm just like... It, I mean, I've seen her without her glasses. But, yeah. You know, you well, I think they're rec- supposed to look like they're sleeping. She Not slept like... with her glasses on. <laughs> She'd fall asleep in her recliner and just <laughs> with her glasses on. I, I, I don't think know. that's what they're trying to do anyway is make it look like they're sleeping, not like they're Ugh. dead. I, yeah. I don't I, I don't, don't want to be viewed in a casket. There was a no, I no. Uh, there I was think, no. one of my mom friends just messaged this group message that I have on Facebook and she was like her mother-in-law passed away a year ago this weekend and then their dog passed away a couple months after that and she's like now our daughter who's three days younger than fawn is asking all these questions about where do they go and what happened and she's like what do i do she's so sensitive and how do you talk about it and i was like we just we're like super honest about mm-hmm. what happened. She's like, but what about the whole where'd they go thing? Like, I don't believe in heaven. And I'm like, I don't think she's asking about that. I think she's asking about where their physical bodies went. Mm-hmm. Not. Oh, right. I'm like, kids don't think of spirits and all that's like, they don't think about that. I'm like, I think she's literally wondering what happened to, to their the, bodies. Yeah. Where are you putting it? Yeah. And I'm like, we just told Vaughn that they went into a hot, hot room or they, Bella, when she your dog mm-hmm. the dog yeah we were like she went into a hot hot room and her body turned into something like sand called ashes and the ashes were put in a box and now the box is right there mm-hmm. and that's what happened I, it is it's always best to just be honest with kids and tell them what actually happened yeah and i was like mm-hmm. and she's like but she's so sensitive i don't want her to freak out and i'm like listen there's gonna be a lot of stuff in her life that's gonna be scary and difficult Mm -hmm. and i'm like you have to tell her the facts of life i'm like things die bodies get turned to ash they get buried like beating around the bush and sugarcoating it to try to protect her from freaking out isn't the right way to do it just tell it to her straight and then deal with the emotion process yeah and i'm like and your job as a parent is to help her deal with that what she's feeling see i i I mean my parents just was like get in the car we're going to a funeral (laughs) what who died you know what what's a funeral i mean we just they just just shut up and we're at going we went and then then they're you know they're out there and there's like a dead body in a casket you're four you're You're like like, what's happening nobody explains (laughs) anything it's just shut up yeah (laughs) just shut up sit still yeah we were like what's going on we were at the nature center once and there's this big viewing room of bees they have a bunch of hives and they the bees are all over the place and then you know in the fall the bees die Mm -hmm. and there were all these people and the bees were just dead bees it covering the ground and all these moms were like because the kids were like what's what are the bees doing what's wrong with the bees and so many people like oh they're sleeping oh they're not (laughs) feeling well and fawn asked me and i'm like they're dead (laughs) <laughs> and all these kids were like mom and i'm like they're dead i don't know what to tell you <laughs> they're, That's, dead. they're dead oh, i just man. don't understand why people feel the need to be like oh it's no well because i think people just you know they they don't feel like a kid can process it at all uh-huh well, so but it's, it's like better to just make up a little story real doesn't help like it makes the kids death... don't live in the real world anyway especially mm-hmm. a three-year-old well, but They're, it makes death feel really like bad or whatever it's like death, death is, is bad part of <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's part of life you can ask a dead person <laughs> 
I don't know. It's just how things go. Well, I'm going through that with my seven-year-old because he's at the age now where he understands what death means. Yeah. It's not just, you know, he understands the body dies, you bury it or whatever, but he doesn't, he's trying to understand the after part of it. Oh. And like, he'll, he'll lay in bed and he'll cry. I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, his, his worry right now as a seven-year-old is worrying that when I die and then he dies that he can't oh, find me. Yeah. In oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like. I said, honey, I'm your mom. I know where you are at all times. Yeah. I will find you. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. that's the thing is they do get an anxiety about once they understand mm-hmm. death. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute. Well, then you can die. And then what happens? Yeah. Yep. So that's yeah. the part that nobody wants to deal with. I know. Fawn's been asking about stepmothers a lot lately because she has all these Disney books with like the oh, wicked the stepmother. stepmother. <laughs> and she's like, can you talk to me about stepmothers? And I'm like, well... If somebody's, if there's somebody that's married and they have a wife and then the wife either dies or they get divorced, I'm like, (laughs) these are both really kind of fun topics. topics. Fun bedtime topics. Divorce. And I'm like, well, sometimes people don't get along anymore or, you know, because I try to be upfront with her about most things and not sugarcoat stuff because it's like she's going to know people that whose parents get divorced. She's going to know people that die. It's just. I know. It's just trying to word it so they yeah. grasp what because you're saying. Because she asks me about God, too, because she goes to a little Lutheran school, and she's like, where is God? And I'm like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, in the kitchen? Yep. In the fridge? Yep. <laughs> no, he's not in the fridge. And I'm like, he's not even a he. And she's like, what? And I'm like, it's a spirit. What's a spirit? Good question. Uh, <laughs> so that's the whole thing. I know. It's you can spend your like, whole life. It's question after question. You're I'm like, quite, there's no way to describe this. I know. It's hard. It's hard because they're little minds. They can't process yeah. what you're saying. They're just hearing keywords. Well, yeah. And she's hearing God the Father, I'm sure. Yeah, our, yeah and he all the yeah. time. So. Well, and then she she's really into reading the Bible as well. We joke that she's going to be a pastor because <laughs> um, she's like super into the Bible and God. And we're like, all right, whatever. And um, there was a story about somebody that had leprosy and they and it's a children's bible and so they're like leprosy and they're like that's when you get really sick and your skin turns a weird color and body parts can just fall off she's like why do body parts fall off and i'm like it's something that people don't really get anymore and you don't need no. to worry well about if they do it. get it they can cure it it's an yeah. old disease don't yeah and i'm like it's it. not a big deal yeah we were just in the car yesterday and she's like mom will you talk about fingers falling off of your body i was like sure <laughs> So if somebody was just listening to Fawn ask questions, oh they'd God. be like, uh, your be... child is probably a little psychotic. <laughs> they would be so weird. And I talked to my cousin who they're very religious. Her husband works in a church. Her son goes to a religious preschool full time and all this stuff. And I was like, does did he ask you questions like these really intense questions about God? And she's like, no. The only time he ever talks about God is like, God loves me. Jesus loves you. That kind of stuff. And I'm like, Fawn is like, it's the Bible. The Bible's filled with very scary stories. Well, no. And she's not scared about it. She just asks these like really deep well, leprosy's questions. scary. Well, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. She does, But she doesn't <laughs> act scared about any of it. She just is kind of like oh this is a thing and she asked these questions that are really deep and she's like wow fawn's really introspective i'm like i guess so i don't know <laughs> well i mean adults struggle with all of these yeah 
questions. Yep. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, three and a half year olds usually just accept whatever you tell them. Exactly. Well, it's, it's so it's just so funny how kids because they they try and image themselves after adults. So like I remember one time I'm driving the kids to school and Jack starts crying. I'm like, Why are you crying? He's like. Because when I become an adult, I'm going to have to do taxes, and I don't know how to do taxes. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you worried? You're like nine. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why are you worried? I mean, it's so funny. Probably because you were preparing your taxes. You're talking about how awful taxes. taxes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. That's and hilarious. Then, and then Max, he's like, will I become a dad someday? I'm like, yeah, probably. If you find the right girl and you fall in love, you have babies together. He goes, well, I'm not going to know what to do. I don't know where the doctor's office is. He says, but I can take him to McDonald's. I know where that is. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's just, it's weird how they worry about things that oh, yeah. are so adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you just worry about, you know, yeah. coloring in the lines. That's all yeah. you need to worry about right now. I know. But they, they pick up on everything because they watch oh, every yeah. move you make. Oh, yep. I know. And they see it all. Nobody, everybody thinks they're hiding stuff from their kids. They know everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. They're so absurd. They're sponges. Well, it's just, I mean, my dog, he knows when I put it on a particular pair of shoes that we're going to go for a W-A-L-K. Yeah. (laughs) You have to spell it out like a toddler. Or if I'm like putting on makeup and doing my hair, he just goes into his crate because he knows I'm going to go out. Yeah. (laughs) And he's not going to be able to go with us. I mean, a dog can make those observations. Can you imagine a kid? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He looks so forlorn right now. He always looks forlorn. He's just... He's such a forlorn-faced guy. He is. He's got a crabby face. (laughs) Not crabby, just like... I know. I know. Sad face. It's it's so rough being a dog. Yeah, Jude's really... I don't know how he survives. He's a lucky, lucky dog. Sometimes he's fed at 6.01. Can you believe it? I know, that whole minute. I don't know how he does it. I know. He sits by his bowl and looks up at the food and looks at me and looks up at the food. I'm like, it's not dinner time. Brittany posted a really funny little video on, I think it was her Facebook page or her Twitter. That oh, every yeah, night, yeah. Robot, yeah. that she's got this gigantic dog named Robot, mm-hmm. comes in and starts going, making that weird noise that it makes Bays. for dinner. And Ooh. she's like, and she's on the computer. She's like, Robot, it's not time for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and Robot just sits there howling for a little while. She's like, we're not going to eat yet. And then Robot goes and sits on her bed. <laughs> Looks uh, sad. Tom will be back tomorrow, yes. we think. Potentially, maybe people will be here, maybe not. Depends on what is uh his how his doctor's appointment went. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if he's honest about how it happened, they yeah. can tell him all these things, and he'd be like, "I'm great." Okay. Well, we'll we'll be back tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have a full crew. We'll have Doug in. We'll be doing car selling secrets. Car selling well. secrets. That's right. And then Wait, we have Friday. That was bad. <laughs> and just a programming note. Whoa. Yeah, programming note. Next week we are on vacation. I will be posting the best of. Yes. So you can follow us on social media, and there, I'll be posting links for those as well. So Monday through Wednesday. I might do on Friday. I might. Because really? people are out shopping and they're in the car. That's true. Black Friday's coming up. I know. When's Cyber Monday? The following Monday. The following, following Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, that'd be December second. So I'll be back for that. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever found a Cyber Monday deal that I've liked. I, it doesn't seem like it's much no, different it's than just, any other sale. It's like it's like it's, it's a bunch of crap. I don't want. I know. I, and I <laughs> On sale. Get, at least you get the free shipping. So That's true. For That's that. nice. All right. Well, see we'll you see, later. See you tomorrow. Oh wow.
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the ultimate weight loss program powered by Nutmos is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 